0: Hello, and welcome to the show, Gold Squadron Gays. It's the podcast where two Star Wars-loving gays break down each episode of their favorite Star Wars TV shows, while also being gay as hell. I'm your host, Bradley Brower. And I'm Charles Rogers, and we have
1: a bunch of things happen this week. So there is no time for the joking banter. We've got to get into some of these things that happen this week, (laughs) otherwise we're not going to have time to talk about the kick-ass episode. All right, all right uh first thing we want to mention that if you're keeping up with stuff that is coming to disney plus droids just dropped like today mm, as of report. yes we uh we're planning to do some of these vintage stuff in between seasons of shows because we're more of a do the shows as they're coming out type show but we need something to fill the gaps in that vein speaking of shows coming out visions is coming pretty soon bradley you said according to uh this week in star wars
0: yes uh Uh, i believe they said something along the lines of i guess something about the anime expo or where whenever that is yes
1: so there's a preview coming to anime expo okay Uh, that's something to keep an eye on Mm -hmm. probably visions will be interesting to cover on this show
0: i mean i think it's just going to be interesting in general because we've never seen anime star wars before so that's it's just going to be weird anyway.
1: I think they're also doing a manga for uh, High Republic as well, Edge of Balance. Huh, interesting. In in Wave 2. Uh, third thing is I am continuing my um, exploring different queer podcasters during June because my eyes have been opened to this huge network of them, so I'm trying to listen to and shout out as many as possible. This week I listened to jag eyes and jedi which apparently is the way that you're supposed to pronounce the name sorry guys (laughs) uh they they're kind of like they currently they occupy like a middle ground at least this particular show apparently they the network does a couple of different shows but they kind of occupy a middle ground between us and force friends rewatch Hmm. so they're interesting in that we go we take the shows and we go kind of scene by scene Force Friends rewatch summarizes the whole episode and then goes back and talks about it overall. Eyes Jag- and Jedi goes act by act. Which oh, is wow. A fun way to do it. Okay. That's a fun way to do it. Yep. So they're doing resistance right now. I'm going to try to get Bradley to listen to it so he can learn to actually appreciate resistance. Cause he's an uncultured twink. Never. Ha. We will get to it one day on the show. Never we'll get to it. I will bully him into it. <laughs> uh this week i'm going to be checking out dark side divas now dark side divas is interesting because when i ran across them on twitter i was like where have i heard that name before where they're local to where i am and they were Uh... the discords that i'm in for our local group so when i realized that i was like i gotta check them out because apparently they record locally to me so that's who i'll be watching this week With the four-minute mark, we're doing pretty good, Uh, but we have the two big things that we want to talk about before we jump into the episode. The first is Ewan McGregor, uh, Ming-Na Wen, and our queen Carrie Fisher are finally getting stars on the Hollywood Boulevard Walk of Fame.
0: Snaps. Yes.
1: (laughs) I will say, though... It's less impressive if you live in Los Angeles and have ever actually been to Hollywood Boulevard, but it's still pretty impressive.
0: I'm surprised that um, Carrie Fisher didn't have one.
1: Lots of people are just now learning that Carrie did not have one.
0: I would understand maybe Ming because she's not necessarily like old. You know what I mean? <laughs> like she's like, She's been around, but she hasn't been around like so long that I'd be like, oh, God, she doesn't have one yet. You know, like. Carrie makes sense. Like, I'd be like, what the fuck? Carrie doesn't have one yet. I mean, clearly she's not alive anymore, but still, like, it's like one of those things like damn, she's, she's alive in our hearts. Right. It's like, damn, she should have had one back when they made Star Wars.
1: She should have had one. Oh boy. She should have had one a, a long time ago. It was a long gross oversight that she didn't have one. And yeah, and Mingnoin's career, she's been in so much. But mm-hmm. a lot of it, a lot of what she's known for is like the genre projects and things like she's known for Mulan. Right. She's known for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So I think maybe with Hollywood kind of shifting over toward more genre stuff, sci-fi, fantasy, superhero, mm-hmm. maybe we'll see some of these people have been doing amazing work in that side of things. Right. As opposed to just the traditional. But she, you know, she's paid her dues. Yeah. Stan ming when always. Uh, we're glad... We're glad to see her honored, and then Ewan McGregor he's, hes he deserves one.
0: He's and good. He's, he's just—he's just. We're
1: British not trade. gonna lavish him with. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's just a straight like, British man. Like we don't need to. Yeah. Money to like give him the, too much of the. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, why would we talk about Ewan McGregor when there's Carrie Fisher and now? Right no, we there? can
0: talk about Ewan McGregor two years from now. We don't need to talk about him now.
1: We could talk about his workout routine for everyone canoey. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think all three of them, it's well-deserved. Yeah, All three of them, it's well-deserved. It's well-deserved for different reasons. Ewan's obviously had an amazing career beyond just being Obi-Wan. Ming-Na Wen, absolutely Mm -hmm. phenomenal. Not nearly gotten the recognition she's due. And Carrie Fisher's been a long time coming. Uh, Disney Plus has announced that with the success of Loki which incidentally is really good. Go watch it. It's the thing Bradley and I argue about when we're not on the air. (laughs) Uh, I'm correct, by the way, and he's wrong, but we'll get into that later. Uh, They have announced that they're actually going to be moving their shows uh, to premiere on Wednesdays now. Bad Batch will continue to come out Fridays, but future Star Wars content that's airing episodically will come out on Wednesdays. They've said, so fuck our schedule, I guess. Yeah, so what is, do we know why Wednesday?
0: Do they just assume that was the best premiere date or what?
1: Loki, I guess Loki's doing so well that they're like, well, we want to, I also, I read this on Twitter mm-hmm. that with theaters starting to reopen and a lot of movies, they're uh... is Friday, Disney, because it wants to constantly be having something going on Disney+. Plus do not want to cannibalize their own movie particularly right
0: once they get back into theaters i see
1: they don't want people to have to watch episodes of tv on fridays and then turn around and
0: and try to go to the movies go to
1: the try to go to the movies i see i see but currently we have no plans to change the monday release date of this show but that might change
0: yeah i guess we'll have to see how it works out when they start coming out on wednesdays and if that matters I I posted,
1: I posted a thing on Twitter of like I had real fast mocked up like a image of SpongeBob looking at our schedule for 2021 and just (laughs) tossing it in the fire. Like that's how I felt when I found out about this.
0: Gotcha. I mean, it's
1: it's good in theory, but it annoys me personally having to try to schedule the show
0: i know i'm gonna have to take a look at the schedule now once we're done just to like be like hmm, what can we figure out
1: <laughs> we're gonna have to stare at your scheduler and yeah um, google slides
0: <laughs> we'll for
1: the to, i thought we were done looking at it until after bad batch but. right yeah because
0: i thought Bad Batch. Well, to be fair though also with bad batch we still don't know how long this fucking show is gonna go on for
1: you were saying tv time Okay, so hashtag yes. not a sponsorship. Not a sponsor. Really of TV likes time. TV time. Right. TV time was telling you it was 16 episodes.
0: So in in the show's page on TV time app, it has listed 16 episodes. None of them are named or anything like that. They all say like TBA, but they all have the release dates. Like, and to be fair, you can ju- you can guess when the release dates are going to happen if they all happen on the same day every single day or every every week. So that's fine, but they got to get the 16 number from somewhere. So I don't know where they're getting their information from because I, I know we talked about one of the writers of the show or one of the creators or somebody posted on his Twitter, he said, we have about 22 episodes or something like that. Or
1: he had said, we have 16 episodes done. And this was several mm. weeks before it started airing. Right. So we know there's at least 16 episodes.
0: Gosh, um, and, and you know what's funny is I don't even know... I mean, maybe I just have fatigue from this show already, because what what episode is this? This is episode eight. So if it's 16, we're at the halfway point. That that makes a lot of sense if it is 16. I think that generally might be it, because this is a summer show. Considering what happens
1: in this episode, it may make sense that this is the halfway point explain mm-hmm. why they took care of the inhibitor chips quote so early mm-hmm. unquote because i was operating on a 22 episode and if we're looking at this as the halfway point game changer of of the series then yeah that starts to make a little more sense why Rex shows up as fast as he does right. why they get the chips out we do know some of the names to the episodes thanks to jordan mason on twitter tweeting them out mm-hmm. not going to go over that because we have shit to do on this show uh but they're out there if you want to find them what some of the next next few episodes are called but let's dive into bad batch i almost said clone wars episode eight bad batch episode eight uh titled reunion bradley what did you think of this episode since you actually had a chance to sit and watch it and Mm -hmm. not race to your gig (laughs)
0: Yeah. So I, I did my normal routine. I woke up, I read your text message, whether or not I need to stay on or offline. Um, and then I laid in bed for two hours to not care. And then I you know made my breakfast sandwich and I went out into the living room and I queued up the Disney Plus and I sat there and I watched all three seconds of the logos. Um, so that was.
1: congratulations. You've I, achieved the bare minimum of patience.
0: Right, exactly. And then I pause it right on the title um, always mm-hmm. because I just need to like make sure I'm like got everything before I start the episode. I got to get my note phone thing out and I got to get ready. And I'm like, all right, here we go. Focus. And it said reunion. And I was like, oh, crosshairs going to show up yep <laughs> and they found that pretty early on it was so i mean i literally was like oh he's gonna show up in this episode and to be to be fair too i was like if he doesn't show up this episode they're gonna have a problem because you gotta make him fucking show up like at some point it we're eight episodes good eight news
1: in he's point. in this episode
0: <laughs> thank god um and i'm glad he was um I actually really like this episode, Uh, not because I think the first half of the episode, I was kind of getting a little like, okay, we're still on the same planet, we're still on the same blah, 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 you know, it was kind of like, all right, let's, let's leave the planet. Like, I literally, I think I, I wrote down at one point, I was like, what the fuck are you guys still doing here? Go home. Like, just go. There's, obviously they're going to catch you. Go home. I had,
1: I had the same thought at one point, although <laughs> fortunately the episode does answer why they're still there.
0: Well, yeah, I know. But anyway, I liked it. It was good. I am um, I was in love with the surprise uh, character um, at the end. Uh, so Took
1: me by complete shock for reasons I'll get into.
0: Uh, I was going to say, when we get to the Lama Su scene, I genuinely still didn't know by that point i i i literally i could i did not figure it out until well, if you if literally you
1: assume up. that the clone wars this this raises questions oh it raises a lot of questions clone wars episodes. And we will get to that i don't want to skip ahead too okay much.
0: okay well let's just start let's just start I, so we can get yeah, it yeah
1: i i really liked it probably my favorite episode thus far besides the premiere I'd say it's sitting at the number two spot right now. Oh, okay. I watched it last night. I was enjoying some adult time and given the emotional gravity of the episode, that was a mistake. <laughs> um, do not recommend uh, consuming a glass of wine before watching right. an emotional episode of The Bad Batch. You will have feelings. I did uh, I did warn Bradley via text message to stay off social media. So if there's ever anything in there that I'm like, oops, i could potentially spoil it for him i always send him a text that's like hey maybe stay off social media like he goes hey, on social media just anywhere. stay off just stay Just off stay off it just watch the episode first no i really liked it And when i watched it again this morning i also really really liked it
0: mm-hmm.
1: so we'll dive right into it here
0: yes sir uh,
1: very first opening audio cue we're back on camino they want us to know we are back on camino mm-hmm uh, we walk in, Crosshair walks in on some sort of argument between Rampart and Lama where they're arguing about Rampart needs more control uh, or needs to know more what, what's going on. And we get a bit of disconnect because when Crosshair says it's Clone Force 99, Lama Sue's like, well, maybe we should take them alive because they're valuable. And
0: Rampart's like, nah, actually just kill them. Yeah, he said, fuck them. Fuck them. <laughs> he's like, fuck that, no. Kill them. I actually thought it was interesting, too, because I was like, so Rampart really does not want clones around anymore. I think he's he's full force into his whole, like, no, we can just get them from random planets. Like, we don't need fucking clones anymore.
1: Operation War Mantle. Yeah. I believe was what he called that <laughs> particular
0: plan. And it makes some sense, but at the same time, I still am like, clones are more efficient why are you wasting your time trying to like set up recruitment centers and bullshit like just (laughs) fucking programmed things like i still don't get it
1: yeah and i'm sure you could make a case for like population control right um it's gonna make people less likely to fight back against the occupying clones if they could potentially be their own people it's cheaper mandatory conscription is just easier to pluck people off the street there's quintillions of people in the galaxy if not more you know probably more that you could potentially pull from but it's a it it really like sets up from if you watch the last episode and then this episode in order like it it goes together really really well Is it call the empire and then boom basically smash cut to kamino i like that so we're back on Braca. We're still on Bracca. I think we spend longer on Bracca in this show than we actually spend in there in Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, I want to talk about this opening shot because we see another Hammerhead cruiser. I actually freeze-framed on it this time because last time there was a Separatist ship, a Separatist command ship that I missed and was pointed out later on. So I freeze-framed it just to see. Obviously we see the Hammerhead again. And then we see what looks like it could be a Trade Federation ship. But okay. that's all I could really spot. There's a a neat scene with Wrecker and Omega. Now, the scene doesn't have any real relevance to the episode. She doesn't have to disarm a bomb at any point. It's just a bonding moment. Mm-hmm. But it's also exactly what I've been saying I've been wanting from Wrecker.
0: Oh, a character moment instead of a... Because we
1: see yep. a side of him... <clears throat> We see a side of him that we don't get to see when he's just being the strong guy. We see the way he approaches training Omega being different. The fact that he is training Omega and we get some demolitions, actual knowledge from him. We know we've known this whole time. He loves explosives, but never stopped to talk about the fact that he probably knows a lot about them. Yeah. So I love this scene.
0: I I did find it weird that it doesn't set up anything later on because I feel like so far, every single time Omega has to, quote, learn a lesson, they, in the beginning, they kind of tell her what it is and then we figure out later in the episode, oh, she's got to follow through with whatever that is. And this time that just wasn't the case. Like that wasn't this particular thing that he was teaching her. (laughs) I thought it was going to go but it didn't. Right,
1: and I was the same way. So the second time I watched it, the second time i watched i liked it a lot better the first time i watched i went okay they're doing the thing where they show her to disarm the bomb and then at the episode she has to disarm a bomb doesn't happen the scene is actually more about the relationship with her and wrecker right and i like wrecker's line where he says i'm not crazy because he is kind of the wild and crazy member from the team and it's it's nice to have it pointed out no he's he's not dumb he's impulsive yes but he's not dumb i'm just an impulsive guy versus how have i not gotten the entire team killed on literally the first right. mission
0: <laughs> exactly
1: i can't remember what we were talking oh it was the it was the uh, prison ship episode of mandalorian that we were talking about where i was like how has this team not imploded in mission one mm. and i don't get that vibe with wrecker right so we see some scrappers mm-hmm. they're very different here they're very humanized and fallen order okay and here they're almost kind of like the creatures from jakku where uh, they've got, always got I the see. masks on it's kind of they t- look like your friend from a new hope uh the guy who reports the um the falcon to the imperial or the, reports the droids to the imperials the one you had a little action forget the Kubaz. oh
0: the Kubaz character i was like what are you talking Kubas about the little character. trunk guy yeah yeah it's, they're almost
1: kind of treated that way
0: well yeah they're very like uh it's kind of like how the the um the battle droids are in the original clone wars they're very dispensable because they're you know they're just right. robots and so they're like no face kind of right villains. they have the
1: same vibe as, as the stormtroopers and the battle yeah. droids where it's like no faces, and then in Fallen order, it turns around. So it'd be interesting to almost kind of do us if you were doing a, a complete canon watch and play and read through, which I might do one year uh, just for fun. It would literally it would take
0: you a year to do that. If I if
1: I yeah. ever <laughs> ran out of if I ever ran out of uh, video ideas for future projects that we may or may not be working on. For this brand i might pick a year like 2023 or so and say i'm gonna watch through everything oh my god that would be insane read through everything but it would be interesting to do this watch this and then turn around and see the scrappers and fall in order i see how differently they're treated echo has a line that's like stay casual which reminded me of fly casual the line from return to the jedi mm-hmm. which i might watch this weekend come to think of it it's been a while since i've watched it uh we get another fallen order reference i think with the barge i didn't double check this okay. but in the opening sequence of i don't know if it's the same barge No, it's a barge in the opening sequence of fallen order uh at one point cal and prof fall off of a venator ship and they actually land on a barge which cal then has to pilot away from the giant sarlacc looking thing okay so i'm not sure if it's the same design as the same barge but the fact that they do use those barges we see them in fallen order there's a little bit of a chase uh one of the the guy piloting ship gets stunned and goes flying over the (laughs) railing and i went what was the point in stunning him if you were just going to kill him anyway
0: yeah i and my thought process on that was that another reason why we don't see their faces is, now you know
1: i will jump in real fast to say that uh i did check and i do have the note later oh no that scrapper is alive <laughs> Where it appears they didn't actually kill them right they're all still alive but in the moment i was like yeah that guy's dead
0: yeah yeah because he just like went over the side and if he's stunned he can't do anything like he can't grab onto anything or he can't like react to falling so it's he's like, just
1: gonna fall and you know
0: yeah hopefully his helmet's strong enough
1: <sighs> i mean it's star wars you can fall great heights and still survive that's true that's that's how this works we get a scene with um everybody together uh where they're talking about this kind of moral quandary to where hunter's saying we need to kind of scavenge the ship to maybe pay off some of our debt to sid and echo's like we're not arms dealers and hunter's like we're also not soldiers anymore it's this great back and forth i just wanted to point out that if you look very closely in one shot you can actually see underneath hunter's headband the little um, patch where his inhibitor chip was removed
0: Oh, okay um back to what they were talking about though when he says we're not soldiers anymore and he's like we're not arms dealers i was like okay then what are you like what is your goal like because that's the central
1: question of the show
0: right like because it seems like even hunter doesn't really know what their goal is i feel like he yes i mean i think part of it is like you know omega but i don't know if he even knows what the end game is here i think he's kind of like discovering himself you know what i mean like, i think very, that's
1: like, the central question of the show they've said it's about the bad bats trying to find their way in this galaxy so they've they've tried being soldiers that didn't work they've tried being mercenaries that's not really be working under contract to sid and now they're like well maybe we should strike out on our own
0: and right
1: the whole thing is about it's a it's a search for identity it's a collective search for identity like, these people have a very strong group dynamic in themselves, but it's almost harder to find an identity as a group in a changing world than it is as an individual.
0: Yeah, I'm wondering, like, if by the end, you know, everybody's going to kind of go their separate ways.
1: I would hate to see it, but I could see the show ending that way.
0: Because if, it, if you think about it, it would make sense, right? Like, why? I mean, why would they stay together? They're not you know it it would be that would be weird even in real life if you and your you know four brothers live together for the rest of your lives like it doesn't really make any sense like from a just a you know normal standpoint, people
1: change the world changes you sometimes you have to change with it and sometimes a group of people you interact with has to change with it 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 would be a very bittersweet ending to the show if they all went their
0: separate ways well, well, we'll have to find out. We'll,
1: we'll, we'll have to find out. This shows <laughs> is like I said, don't be in a state where you can get extra emotional while watching this show because yeah. you will feel things inside your heart and it will hurt.
0: And I'm, I'm actually wondering, so like we were talking about with the 16 episode versus like more episodes, I have to have the, the feeling that there is a set number of episodes with this and there is a set story And that they will end it in a way that like, yes, if they wanted to continue with another season, they could, but I don't believe that's how they're going to end it. I think they're going to. It's going to be a one season. I think it's a hard end season. Okay. Because only because they have all these projects they want to do. And I feel like Disney right now is very like, it's a one and done kind of thing for them. They're very much into the, let's just do the little vignettes of star Wars right now. We don't want to do too many huge projects because look how well that turned out with you know like the trilogy you know some people aren't necessarily
1: there's arc fatigue that. that comes right. into to play and uh, we are certainly not here to litigate the previous long-term projects yet right. anyway uh we get a nice little moment with wrecker and omega they do find some detonators this will be important and they get a nice little moment where Rekker's trying to pry the door open and Omega's just like, boop, button, <laughs> opens the door up. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, we get another little um, moment between Hunter and Echo. We're clearly are kind of the ideological opposition here to where Echo as a reg is a little more... Condition to be like, well, I'm just a soldier. And Hunter, who has always been a little bit different, is more inclined to be like, not necessarily. So short little moments. Yeah. Love them. Omega is called to the bridge by Tech. We get to see the bridge in Disrepair, which is a very weird thing to see after see- spending so much time on a-, a Venator bridge in Clone Wars. Tech does not know how to talk to children, yeah.
0: apparently. Yeah, I like how he repeats himself. It
1: was like, I just... Well, the war was his primary objective with right.
0: multiple fronts. Yeah, but what, was like? what was it like? I
1: just told you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It was probably but one of does, the funniest parts.
1: It does raise questions because... So there was a Wars.com trivia piece about last week's episode that said the reason Omega recognizes Rex as a Generation 1... Is because she's seen multiple generations of clones grow up which implies that omega is not genetically altered to age faster which right. raises the question the war ended six months ago why does omega have no idea what it was like
0: how how long do we know how long the clone wars was three years okay so if it's only three years and we can guess if she is a non-altered clone, right? That means she was she has to be born before the war took place. But maybe she was not she was around for the whole war. She well, that's was what on
1: Camino. How much of it <clears throat> like what were they doing with her on Camino that she that's missed the whole war?
0: Like she just had no, clearly no access to anything regarding the war. I'm assuming, It just very and much. you like, would
1: think, like at one point, Camino comes under attack. Hmm. At one point, they actually attack Camino. So if she'd been on Camino the whole time, she would have at least experienced that one battle hmm. when the separatists attacked it.
0: Yeah, Dave Filoni, answer these questions.
1: Dave, Dave. What's the timeline, Dave?
0: I'm gonna go to Dave. How many
1: episodes of uh, of Bad Batch are there, Dave? Dave, why aren't you responding to my emails, Dave?
0: I'm gonna go to like a nerd convention and like get up in the microphone and Dave Villani's gonna. You can ask him any question and be like. Uh, yes, Dave. I'd like to know um, when was Omega born, and why does she have no memory of the war? If Kamina was attacked in episode two thirty-seven of Attack of the Clones, <laughs> I mean, like, I just thought, mean, you got to do so specific. He'd be like, uh, she was asleep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That'll probably be the answer. Honestly, that's my theory: is is maybe she was in a coma the whole Thinking time, some kind coma. of maybe
0: maybe she was like cryostasis and like kind of some one of those like you know she's awake when we need her and then put back down when we don't need you know what i mean
1: right that's because she mentions being hooked up to machines in episode one so i'm like
0: hmm. yeah i'm thinking maybe she just maybe she's older than she appears like maybe like physically she looks like she's eight but maybe she's like truly she could be like 30 years old like you know what i mean like they have been keeping her uh, around for a while
1: absolutely (laughs) every week we just have new questions new questions
0: new theories whatever we're never going to find out until the very end i know it i know they're not going to give us any of these answers until probably the very last episode if that and they'll be like we we left a few questions open just for fun
1: but we don't have too much time to ask questions about omega or the clone wars because the empire has arrived (laughs) three attack shuttles worth mostly clones um but Crosshair and his group are here.
0: Did you think that was overkill?
1: I think that was probably underkill. They should have sent a Star Destroyer.
0: <laughs> I mean, just from the sheer fact of what we know, like, is that uh, maybe it was Crosshair's doing of getting more than, you know, one group at a time because he knows their strengths and stuff, but I was like, you got three squadrons, basically. Right,
1: and clearly, clearly, as the episode progresses, we see that the use that crosshair has for them is he's tactically positioning them around the ship to force the bad batch to go the direction he wants right and he does this not once but twice over the course of the episode before we get into that we jump back to camino mm, where go. lama sue and Nalase have a very short but very interesting conversation yes about the fact that their contingency plan is in jeopardy they specifically say the clone they're trying to get back is the kid right or they're trying to get back the one clone and we they confirm that they are the ones who hired fennec shand
0: right without saying her name without saying her
1: name right they pretty clearly state that they've hired bounty hunters
0: mm-hmm.
1: which leads us to if you remember i said i thought it was nala say Mm-hmm. that had done it but i was relatively close yeah i mean
0: it we can kind of lump them together it's not like right. that weird
1: if they want them back why did nala say help them escape in the pilot
0: that's a good question i don't have an answer for not yet <laughs> at any rate not yet anyway um but i do like that uh fennec was hired by at least if not just her by both of them because it kind of leads us to be like okay well fennec shan's not evil she's just doing the job which is good because maybe she's not necessarily not on their side i wonder if
1: we're gonna get a fennec shan versus the other character
0: i literally texted somebody that today and i said they are setting this up well when we get to that what happens at the end? We we'll can we can talk about that because uh, I have. It's War of the Bounty
1: Hunters, Hunters prelude. This is the year of the War of the Bounty Hunters. Bradley <laughs> well, has my, no idea what I'm talking about because he no can't. Read.
0: Um, but let's move on because I want to talk about that. So
1: yes, we do want to get into that. Um, so we now know that the owens in order to get some contingency plans that they have, which is clearly not going to work, trying to get Omega back. Back on Braca, Tech tries to jam their comms. Crosshair obviously notices this. I thought it was a neat detail in the scene where they're sneaking through that the Bad Batch doesn't engage. Uh, they let the clones go. They don't even stun them. Shows that they think very strategically. And I thought that was a nice, nice little group character moment. We head on to an artillery deck. Now, Bradley, did you recognize the artillery deck? no i did not it is from one of my favorite shots from the opening of revenge of the sith Uh, we get we go inside one of these functioning artillery decks and see as it fires um so we actually see it inert
0: here we
1: but oh no crosshair has ambushed them and trapped them on the artillery deck
0: yeah i thought about that too and i was like he knows their tactics. He knows like everything about he them. He knows so. where they're going to go. Right. So it was very interesting that he was like, "Oh, jamming the comms, predictable." And then he put his pinky up and it was like, "I'm mm. <laughs>
1: the evil Bond villain."
0: Right. I kind of like that he's the villain. Uh, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's kind of like a fun, an interesting angle on it. Yeah. Keeps them you on know. our toes. Cuz even in even in
1: the bad bad arc of the clone wars, he felt like a little more villainous than the rest of the team.
0: He was always going to be the bad batch. He's the bad the bad, one. the bad apple of the bad batch.
1: Uh, so you get some interesting doubt sewing. You remember, I was so convinced that Omega was force sensitive. And now. You're not,
0: you're not getting that sense anymore.
1: So there's some doubt being cast on that. Okay. Where she says, Remember what I said to you in the brig it's not, i know what you're gonna do it's not your fault i'd interpreted that as force sensitivity right but we are now revisiting that scene with the knowledge that she was actually talking about the inhibitor chip
0: Hmm. interesting
1: so she knew the inhibitor chip was probably going to go off right so maybe she knew his specifically was going to go off because of the force but there's some doubt being sown here we don't necessarily know
0: yeah i I thought I was kind of with you on that boat in the beginning and now kind of towards the end, I think if she was, they would have probably, I mean, unfortunately they would have kind of laid it on a little more thick if she was, I don't know if they would have been so like, we're just going to do all these little hints here and there. Like, I think they really would have been like, no, let's show her like move a fucking rock. Like, you know, they're going to do something. We've
1: got some various like hints that she might be throughout the series, but now they're revisiting one of the central scenes to potentially setting that up. Yeah. And making us look at that through a new lens.
0: Now, to be fair, she's still important for some reason. We don't know what it is. So, you know, according to, you know, all these bounty hunters trying to come get her, but, I You know, it may just not be force sensitivity. It might be something else. We don't know.
1: Mm, I have so many questions.
0: (laughs) More questions than answers.
1: More questions. More questions. Uh, Crosshair then orders them to fire on... Concentrate fire on the fucking child.
0: Yeah, I love that. What? Crosshair, what? So, one, I love that. I love that, I love that, I love that. Because nothing... Screams more true villain in any media than killing children. So Sorry, it's
1: killing younglings. Yes. We can't say children in the the movie for children.
0: Okay, whatever.
1: You have to say uh, he murdered the younglings. Right. Uh, but yeah, this is Anakin Skywalker, Darth Vader levels of right. What?
0: That's a real villain. What? I love that.
1: That is a, a that. Took me completely by surprise. I was like, because again, I've been saying they're probably gonna try to redeem him, and now I'm like
0: I don't think they are. I what? Well, and you know what, too? I I also took it as he was strategically doing that. He wasn't saying shoot all of them, you know, because it would have been obviously easier just to shoot everybody at the same time. He was saying shoot the child first, right? Demoralize them. So that they're easier to catch. Like they're just, they're going to be fucked up in the head. So they won't be as like on their game. And then we can catch them easier. I, I'm assuming that's what he was doing. There
1: was a plan here. Crosshair definitely is a character who is ruthless and a character that definitely has a plan. They set off a the, the guns, the artillery deck begins to collapse. Um, I noted that they've been very careful about when the clones are using stun weaponry. Mm-hmm. There's no stun weaponry being employed here.
0: I noticed that, especially on the Bad Batch side.
1: These are blaster bolts. They are shooting to kill.
0: They are shooting to kill everybody. And I thought that was interesting.
1: um, uh, You know who else is shooting to kill?
0: Omega. (laughs) She also did too. I know. out
1: her light bow and takes some of the clones out.
0: Which was, I mean, to be fair, that probably didn't kill them, but she definitely knocks them Uh, out in some way.
1: It almost certainly did kill them. You think? That weapon is shown to be as potent as a blaster.
0: Yeah, but from what we know, I mean, does the, the blaster get through the armor, or is this just one of those, like, it hurt so bad it knocked me out, like... I'm, I'm gonna go with she killed them. Uh, you know
1: me, I love... kind so uh, you know, Ezra Bridger-style kill count going here. Oh, that's true, I forgot. How you many know, people has this call. child killed?
0: We do need to do that, because, like I said with Ezra Bridger, you know, he murders people in TIE Fighters all the time. So, I'm thinking... With Omega, her kill count's at, at least two now. It's at at least two. Because I think she, I think it is exactly two, right? I think She's she goes at least one, two. two people. Okay, well, i hey, I love when children kill adults, so <laughs> let's 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 keep that counter. Let's do let's the let's keep uh, this
1: going. Let's so, do an
0: Omega kill count now.
1: Omega kill count. Omega's kill count is at two. Okay, uh, we'll double check she, that. She whips out text. that light bow, mm-hmm. joins in. It's not hokey. It feels earned very good moment when she pulls it out and really considering what happens later in the episode, this I would say is the full moment that she becomes a member of the team.
0: Mm, I agree. And again, on their level. and And I think again, that's because this is supposed to be, or at least it feels like it may be, I don't know if it's earned, but it may be a mid season finale.
1: Right. And it's, it's the culmination of all of her arc. Right. throughout the first eight episodes
0: mm-hmm.
1: has been becoming more, and we'll see later some, some serious team cohesion that includes her. So they're going to escape. And Bradley, I, I know as soon as you saw the episode, you knew I was going to bring this up. You I, knew I was going to I literally, start.
0: I have it in my notes.
1: One word. My nemesis. <laughs> my arch enemy. Right. The flamethrower is back
0: i know i wrote it down it was i literally i have two notes back to back one says echo uses her bow or echo i wrote i wrote echo uses her bow um omega uses her bow and then flamethrower right underneath
1: because <laughs> you knew you knew you were gonna have to pause for me to bring up the flamethrower of course they run into a flame trooper. Love the flametrooper shoots the flamethrower uh, the flamethrower is useless.
0: It barely, <laughs> because it, it goes it does not reach far enough. <laughs> it goes like a very specific distance and then stops.
1: The flametrooper does not know how to use it effectively. Of course. So it stops just short of them. They kind of go back and then <laughs> Wrecker chucks a proton torpedo at the guy and knocks him out. And that's our whole scene with the flamethrower being useless.
0: Loves it i think this is the second time we've seen a flame thrower in this season and i think it's been useless both times you know dave Filoni loves to just throw flamethrowers at us for no reason
1: and and i will bring it up every single time and i will bring it up every single time that it is useless and dumb and impractical and flame effects top notch
0: though Oh, oh, it was great. I thought it looked cool, but it was just, yeah, you're right. It was kind of stupid. Like, why are you here?
1: <laughs> why why are you here? Congratulations, you contributed. Yeah. Now get knocked over by a Proton Torpedo.
0: He's like, he's trying to get some overtime from the Empire. He's like, yep. they don't really use me a lot. So I got to go out there and use my flamethrower at least once a week so I can get paid.
1: He's the guy. He's the guy that hasn't done anything for the entire fiscal quarter. Right. And real fast has suddenly realized that he needs to up his numbers. Right. Moving on past my arch nemesis, the flamethrower. Yes, of course. Crosshair kind of is pulled out of the, the wreckage. We get an awesome shot of the shuttle sweeping in and opening like in motion. Like maybe my favorite shot of the whole episode. I just, I loved it. Mm -hmm. so much something about that shot and the lighting of it and the way he was framed as the shuttle swoops down there's an earlier sequence where they're hopping into the engine so their plan is to escape through the engine tech says something to the effect of it is our point of egress and then the next scene he's like we're escaping through the engine and echo's like you could have said that and tech is like i could not have possibly been clearer (laughs) to which my response was He could, in fact, not have possibly been clearer. That's exactly
0: what he said. I like that Tech talks like um, he talks like Sheldon from The Big Bang Theory. Like, he's very, like, he does, like, a very matter-of-fact, like, you know, kind of way of talking. I don't know. It just reminded me of that. You
1: know, someone once told me that, someone who knew me as a kid Mm -hmm. once told me that as a child, like, watching young Sheldon now reminds them of when I was a child. Which, one... Stung a lot to hear. Uh, but two, the fact that it was my father that said this <laughs> made it sting even more. Uh that's so that me sitting that here track. going, me sitting here going, no, it couldn't have been clearer that what Tech said and you going, oh, he sounds like Sheldon Cooper from uh Big Bang Theory. I'm like, oh. i'm never gonna be able to escape this i love that i like how omega's just excited to do everything she's excited to be in the i've never been in an ion engine before you're a it's very childlike kind of wonder i'm i'm blasting through the next little section so we can get to the ending um oops the engines are activated turns out they can activate the engine that was crosshair's plan shocker I love the team cohesion when, like, Hunter, I think, tosses Wrecker, or not tosses Wrecker, that would be really hard, tosses Omega up to someone and they use her to kind of hit one of the elevated points. Mm-hmm. I thought that showed good team cohesion uh, with them. From the moment Tech says, I estimate less than two minutes, I started a timer and it was, in fact, about a minute and 15 seconds. Nice before the engine's activated
0: i love that kind of uh accuracy attention attention to detail (laughs) i do that all the time in movies like whenever somebody goes underwater i hold my breath same same and i'm like oh my
1: god i'm
0: like there's no fucking possible way you could continue holding your breath you're moving i'm not even moving i'm literally sitting on the couch not moving and i can i can't even hold my breath that long and you're flailing around doing whatever you're doing underwater you could not even hold your breath even longer than that. So one of my one of my favorite details from a movie is
1: Kill Bill Volume One, I think, where um, now Tarantino's a bit soured for me because I had to go through film school with a bunch of straight white film bros, um, but I do love the detail in the the fight that Uma Thurman has with Lucy Liu at the end of the movie, where they say something like, you know, this will be over and under five minutes and it's in fact like four minutes and 50 seconds
0: <laughs> that's funny. from
1: that line to the conclusion yeah so it's the little details like make sure your timing lines up yeah uh, the plan works uh they blow the engine out um crosshair gets an ion engine to the face and gets some sick burns which only reinforces the theory that he's not eventually going to be redeemed because right burning people in the face is a good way for them to
0: monsterize you
1: Monsterize you
0: yeah i actually oh. genuinely thought he was going to die right there
1: we saw him later with the bandages and the respirator i went oh they're doing like a full on evil thing here i with think him.
0: they're going to do a full transformation with him like he's going to get a whole new quote-unquote costume where he is now you know evil like this is his transformation because i'll tell you like
1: the death trooper was just a middle ground
0: right so i'll, I'll tell you They, uh, uh, I saw someone dropped uh, two new Black Series figures today um, for Bad Batch. One is of Rex in his disguise costume. The Star Wars poncho. Right. So it's Rex in a poncho, basically, is one of the Black Series. And the other one is Crosshair in his Imperial outfit, which is the Dark Trooper outfit. Um, Hmm. So I'm thinking there's going to be a third Crosshair outfit, which is going to be evil crosshair alpha i don't know you know what i mean like it'll be like some weird dis- thing with he has to wear the mask all the time and like you know we'll see so
1: we had uh we had like anakin skywalker crosshair we had pre-mustafar darth vader crosshair and you're thinking now we're gonna get a full transformation into a full-on darth vader crosshair
0: i think we might
1: the bad batch are separated yes omega and hunter are headed back to the ship They make it to the ship first. They discover the clones have been taken out. And we get the revelation stepping forth from the Bad Batch's ship that Cad Bane is alive.
0: Okay. I had so many thoughts. First of all, my brain exploded. First of all, I wrote down, yes, Cad Bane (laughs) on my uh, notes um also secondly i was like oh my god yes cad bane and then third i was thinking um oh they're gonna make another funko of him Um,
1: (laughs) (laughs) so i've been operating under the um under the sort of all of the clone wars story reels and concepts Mm -hmm. unless otherwise explicitly contradicted i.e. the new Bad Batch episodes explicitly contradicting the old ones, Right, are canon and did happen. In those episodes, I thought that the Bounty Hunter arc for Boba and Cad was supposed to end with them having a shootout where Boba Fett gets the dent in his helmet and Cad Bane dies. That's what so everybody I, on the internet said. <laughs> not when Cad Bane showed up, I went... Okay, I know we decanonized the Bad Batch because our story reels because we redid them. Okay, I know that to a degree we're just pretending that the Yuuzhan Vong didn't happen. But hold on, just a minute, because what what's going on here? What's what's happening? And I'm like, I'm trying to process this <laughs> in my brain, and then my next thought was. They really are just going to bring in one Clone Wars character per Bad Batch episode, huh?
0: Why not? I mean, I'm fine with it.
1: I mean, I'm starting to get a little annoyed with it, personally, but I've had to shift gears in my expectations to think of this more like a sequel to Clone Wars. Mm
0: -hmm. But
1: of all the characters to bring back, of all the characters you could have possibly brought back, (laughs) yes, Cad motherfucking Bane is alive I love it. They have like a Wild West gun draw. Oh, that was probably the coolest the part of the whole. Episode. And I'm like, my brain is exploding inside. Um, remember, right? I had had a glass of an adult beverage before watching this episode, so that only hyped things up. And I'm sitting here at one o'clock in the morning watching this like. Oh my god, they really went there. The level of detail watching it again this morning, the level of detail in Cadbane's face with the lines on his eyes and the lines on his face is just j- chef's kiss. Just and
0: wh- what's the um what's the robot's
1: name again? The robot's name, and I specifically pulled this up because I knew it was going to come up.
0: I know I'm looking Toto for it. Photo
1: 360.
0: Toto, okay, I I love that little guy. He's so cute. Um, so I was glad to have him back too. <laughs> and he actually did something uh, randomly.
1: He did. So Hunter loses the duel. Looks like he's dead, but gets knocked unconscious. Um, and Toto three hundred and sixty swoops in, knocks a light bow out, and Cad Bane successfully captures Omega.
0: Oh no, that's sad, but interesting because it brings up another thing that is interesting because when I first saw all the clones knocked out, I thought in my brain in my rational brain, I'm thinking, oh, Fennec Shan showed up and she's the one who was going to get Omega or whatever. Not Cad Bane. I was not expecting Cad Bane to show up. So now this brings up the question are we going to have a cad bane versus fennec shand kind of
1: that's what i was kind of thinking earlier when we were recording dual. this episode i was like right. is it going to be like so the comics right now are doing a major crossover event called war of the bounty hunters which okay. is basically their version of the shadows of the empire but not fucking stupid got it i'm kidding i actually have a soft spot for shadows of the empire i tease it for being ridiculous but i do have a soft spot for the shadows of the empire but we're basically getting that in that we have various different factions competing over getting han solo's carbonite frozen body back so we've got boafet loses it i'm going to casually spoil what the inciting incident is it was a huge deal but it's been several weeks so Skip a minute from now if you don't want to hear uh, major spoilers for War of the Bounty Hunters. But uh, Crimson Dawn, under Kira's leadership, steals Han Solo's body. And it turns into this giant thing where the rebels want it back. Vader's after them. All of the different bounty hunters are after them. Afra's involved somehow.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: and they're all kind of fighting over it. I wonder if they're going to do something similar with Omega.
0: I mean, it would make sense because from what I can tell, this show, at least, is not introducing characters just to never use them again. I have a feeling every character that we've been introduced, at least from the Clone Wars, will return in a subsequent episode in the later half of the season. So I'm thinking that's the plan the whole time. It um, seems
1: like yeah. their thing with that is they're 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 trying to resolve stuff from the clone wars that never got resolved in an alternate form of media. Right. So like the mother Towson thing is not going to be resolved here because that was resolved in son of Dathomir. The Asajj Ventress thing is not going to be resolved here because it was resolved in dark disciple.
0: Don't, 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 don't joke about that. That's not (laughs) a thing. That's not a thing. She's clearly, if Cad Bane can show up and he died in some weird little, uh, animac or whatever where they pretended like he was going to die and they didn't release the episode then she can return because she died in a book and those don't count
1: so funny thing actually i checked i'm with the rest of the internet and i thought that boba kills cad bane Mm -hmm. but according to wikipedia um just looking over the that particular arc it doesn't say anything it says it was a standoff where boba gets the dented helmet but I don't think they were planning to show how it ended, so it's possible that could still happen and he could have survived. Right. But it looks like they want to give in some sort of visual medium some sort of closure to some of this stuff.
0: I mean, I'm fine with them introducing him here because, again, I this goes with my theory that, like, okay, if they're showing Fennec Shand here, now that they're showing Cad Bane here, will Cad Bane show up in Book of Bova in December? No, Fenix Shand's
1: going to kill him in bad batch
0: you think That's so Phoenix hope not.
1: someone is going to kill him no He's die here and now.
0: no um, don't take that back i will not <laughs> well, i will not take that back i want him to survive i want him to show up live action in book of boba i want every bounty hunter to be in book of boba i want them to bring back all the ogs i think that would be hilarious
1: we might yeah, I mean, I I'm need to double check. I'm not going to say anything because I've learned not to make broad sweeping declarations of things I'm not 100% sure about on this show. Right. We know Dengar's still around by the time okay. of Book of Boba. Okay. I would have to check the others. For and Zuckus apparently died, kind of, but maybe not in War of the Bounty Hunters. I don't know what Bosk is up to. I would love to see him again. He was just one of my favorite it. action figures as a kid. Like we gotta, we gotta jerk this back on track before this turns saying. into a bounty hunter I'm speculation episode.
0: Okay, moving on so, from bounty the Cad
1: Bane, Yes. Moving back to Cad Bane. Like holy shit, um, that's just.
0: I knew that was gonna be a tangent because Cadbane. We we I'm already I already have that timed into our time, so it doesn't really
1: matter. We've we've accepted this is gonna be a slightly longer episode right. to make up for last week. Of course. So moving on past Cadbane, difficult as that is, we get um so I actually changed my mind apparently. I had noted that the shuttle shot was my favorite shot of the episode. Might be my favorite, but apparently I noted that the inside the visor shot. Mm-hmm was probably the coolest shot of the episode i did write that
0: down i I saw
1: people on twitter comparing it to the old republic commando interface where you kind of you play the whole game from inside the helmet and so you kind of see the outline in the helmet that was just an awesome shot
0: i liked it a lot actually
1: absolutely fantastic uh they get aboard the ship and hunter tells them that omega has been captured oh no cliffhanger that's how we end the episode sad day that was a lot
0: um that it was a lot in the last five minutes of that episode a lot happens i mean a lot i
1: mean just whew.
0: they kind of punched it all in at the end there
1: yeah i mean the first little bit of it was just like okay it's moving along it's moving along yeah, yeah, There's yeah, some yeah. interesting n- tidbits here and there but it's a pretty standard episode and then we get to the last i would say probably half of it from the artillery onwards is where it like just absolutely explodes.
0: Yeah, it's really cool. I was like, okay, I see what they're doing now. Because honestly, my opinion of this season so far, I was getting a little fatigued by now. I'm like, all right, the show's getting very like, not formulaic, but you know what I mean? Like, it's just like the Clone it's Wars. It's falling
1: into a pattern. So, right. so we can basically expect the Bad Batch will show up at a planet. Right. They will need something... It will Mando style. They'll run into a problem that they have to solve to get the thing what exactly. they need, and it's going to just keep going and going and going. And from the this is the episode that really changes the game on that. I agree. And you're right. It's you got to think about it more like a mid season and looking at that from that lens. You know, resolving the record thing last episode, mm-hmm. dealing with. Um, the inhibitor chips finally you know they've really wrapped up some of the early stuff it really does feel like sort of a mid-season
0: i agree so here
1: all right i have no final thoughts do you have any final thoughts nope you can follow us on twitter at, at gold squad gaze you can follow us on instagram at, at gold squadron gaze uh you can also follow me on Twitch at CWRoger6. I play Star Wars games every Monday when these podcast episodes come out. So drop by and say hi. And we're working on getting, we don't want to say much yet, but we're working on getting some more social platforms up and running. So be sure to keep listening to the show. Check us out. Follow us on the socials to learn when episodes come out. And... Bradley, do the thing.
0: And join us next week for another episode of Gold Squadron Gaze. Bradley
1: is now muted talking to his dog, so I can say whatever I want at this point. Uh, Let me see. Resistance is underrated. Rise of Skywalker was fine. Let's see. Asajj Ventress is dead. Uh, She's not coming back, although I would have been funny if she was Snoke. Um, I am running out of things to stall with. Okay, I'm going to cut all this out anyway, said so. I know. <laughs> I know. I've just been saying whatever the hell I want.